Hey, welcome everyone uh, to another episode of Gents Talk. Uh, today it's just Matthew and I. Um, what's going on, buddy? Not much, man. How you doing? Good. It's uh, it's a beautiful day in Toronto. Yes. We're here at the Startwell Studios. Uh, this episode, as always, presented by our friends at Belova. And then uh, always got it's like you got you, gotta, you just touch the watch just, the minute yep, you hear the name right, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the fits by by God style and of course you know I'm I'm looking what I think to be sharp but this guy's just always looking fresh with the colors the aesthetic the schemes all of it loud I like I like I think because I'm quiet I like to dress I like to dress loud dress loud yeah stay quiet dress loud yeah. no that's not a good one uh, yeah change the first part of that yeah. stay loud is a good one yeah. But We'll figure out that part. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Get a tagline going. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so today um, we are covering um, mental health. Yeah, that's 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 up your alley. That's, you like writing right, about that. That's, that's that's on brand for me. Like, like it's right up my. I love it, man. Anything that has to do with mental health, self care, like yourself, is passion like anything anything like even like this everything i do now like my passion projects always seem to go that way i feel like that's 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 the route for me it has to be why why does it resonate so much with you <sighs> because i don't know people feel calm around me and like i'm, I'm very I'm not easily bothered and like I've, I've done a lot of work to really just get to what i feel like a nice general speaking calm state there's more times than not i'm very like you know Even obviously there's pros and cons like you mm-hmm. know I'm not, I'm not super like super excited a lot of times but i'm also like super like upset about things and like so it's very like in especially like chaos like i find like in chaos is when i really just like okay this is the time to really calm down because i feel like you need somebody to be calm in the chaos to help calm you down mm. and i found a lot of times when i was like hype, like i was like freaking out a situation if there's nobody there to calm you down like you still you're gonna keep going Right, so I find I need to. I always find like I not even need. I want to be that that calming force, and when I see other people start to like get a little antsy, jump is like, no, cool, like, no, no rush, Rachel. We got this. We I got, got you. This. It's yeah, good. We got this, man. <laughs> we got you. Yeah. Have you always been that way? Yeah. Even yeah. as a kid, like even growing up. I think it's good. I was just I was a really quiet kid. Like I didn't okay. ask a lot. I didn't ask a lot of questions. Like, I was a very just in my own business. Like you know, be in my book or be writing or reading or something like that, and just kind of like stay to the side. I've always so I've always been very quiet. Do you ever find yourself wanting to be, like, is there ever a scenario or a setting where you think to yourself like I I wish I was a little more outgoing or I wish I was a little more talkative or you're just comfortable in your no, skin? No, because I know my scene. Like I know like I know my like for me like if there's music on, it's my music. That's my zone. Like like so I, like I know like I know when I'm there like you mm. know so like you step into like a club and i'm like even like even like a lounge and just uh, you know like i'm ready so like now it doesn't matter like you know okay. I'll go, like i can go even now i go to clubs and go to the bars and stuff sober yeah and like because i don't drink and it's like i'm still with people like yeah i'm just jamming because like that that's like, i found my zone like, and i don't really like the club scene if it's two packs and i can't dance like i really just go there just to just to <laughs> dance like, it really is i just go and just bobbing and, and bopping so anytime there's like good music and i can just jam that that is my zone so like i know I know where I lay in that situation, especially in, in like in, I don't, I find I don't do as well in groups. Okay. Right. So, so I feel like sometimes when I'm sitting in a group of people, I'm like, oh, I feel like I could be more in the group. Like, cause I'm, I'm like, once, once it's like three, four people, I'm like, then I'm just like, mm. 
one is one and one like that that this is this is my shit <laughs> like okay. one on one like this is I love that shit like anytime one on one with somebody I feel like I really that's when I like connect and like okay like I get them they get me then one is like four or five people it's like oh that guy's just a quiet guy don't like you know so maybe it's from my siblings being the youngest you know and just kind of being ignored as a kid maybe or who knows but I just I don't know one on one is like definitely my my jam why why are you sober why are you well that's why are you sober? It's always good to be sober. <laughs> why, why did you decide not to drink? Oh, that's a conscious decision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Years ago now, I was just in a very bad headspace and I wanted to, I don't even know if alcohol is a depressant. And I wanted to see how much of my, 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 my mood and my thoughts, and my feelings was attributed to just the alcohol. So I could stop drinking for a bit. I didn't miss it. Do you find that it's helped you mentally speaking? Mentally financially financially for sure for sure mentally Uh, i can't imagine like the just (laughs) if you ever do a a quick audit of your bank account to see how much you've spent on on alcohol if you you go out often i remember times where i was doing that and how much i would just blow on alcohol yeah it's terrible it's it's a terrible financial yeah i mean i still go out but now that i go out because i go with the boys all my like you know the boys still drink so i go out but like now i'm just i'll eat like three apps (laughs) Because <laughs> like, like I got to like you get you know, more food in you. Yeah, yeah. I get, like, so I eat like three, four apps sometimes, or like two, three apps in a dessert, and like I get like a bottle of sparkling water. Right. Um. But yeah, definitely, definitely helped physically too, mentally. Like, yeah. So definitely, like I no regrets. Like drinking. Yeah, it is now for me. It's just like I also like I like being the guy that doesn't drink. I like when I okay. see I like seeing somebody after like three years and be like, oh, you still not drinking? I was like, yeah, man, for like years. Because like, every time you say you don't drink, I was just like. It's like, like everybody knows it's like yeah it's nice like you know and like no matter what no matter what and then it's so I like that especially when they're like okay especially because it wasn't like I don't have a bad relationship with alcohol like I'm bartender I work I work with liquor I can I can drink it's just I like I like that I can have that discipline and, mm-hmm. that, and like like the people can see that yeah I don't drink it was like oh not even like I'm like no like I, I haven't like I haven't had a sip of alcohol at all for probably three years and like even wow, like even like, even like the year before that I was as I was uh, bartending, like I'd sip a couple of drinks. As I was like, sometimes even now, like I take a sip just to taste it, so I like know to explain it to a guest. But like I'm all, I always spit it out. But okay. before, like the year, like I guess the first year I stopped drinking. Every once in a while, I'll take a sip just to like taste it, and then I'll drink it just to like um, same thing. But instead of spitting it out, I'll drink it now. Right. But now it's just not take a sip, spit it out. Does not does nothing for me anymore. So you find that it it it's helped you. You were in a bad place, yeah, and you you stopped that relationship with alcohol. Was there anything else that you stopped? Mm, well, Did I you find like, anything I else? Really, I would say stopped. I just started, started doing a lot more. Like I started, I guess I went to the doctor and I talked to her, and like I need to, like I need, I'm just in such like a blah space. Are we talking about like a, a medical doctor or a therapist? Med- medical doctor, right? Okay. And I was like, like you know, maybe I need to talk to the therapist. Maybe we talk to anybody. Like I need to talk to somebody. Just get. My thoughts so. are, and she's like, um, she's like, no, like try, you know, same things, like try, try eating better, drinking, drinking more water, drinking, le- drink less, exercise a bit more, and then I started doing it, and then like, things started to feel better. Mm-hmm. So I was like, one, it was just I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fuck with the, with, with the, with the formula, right? So it's like, it would happen in January, and after like February, March, I'm not drinking, eating, eating better, working, I started to feel a lot better. I was like, why? I fuck with it, mm. right? Like, like there's there's no like there's no reason for me to even. I don't know. There's like there's no appeal for it. So like, 
but then everything, like I said, I started eating better, started started drinking more water, started exercising more. You know, I, I saw a therapist, was talking talking to her, and that helped. I love 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 it. I always tell people like you gotta, like it, it's it's it should be. Why do you think it's still taboo? I don't know, and it bought like it's like they need to rebrand it. Like it needs to just somebody's got to market therapists better. <laughs> yeah, they, they do. Like like I was like it's like it's like the. Uh, diamond shreddies when you had the shreddies and they just turned it down and yeah. nothing something s- simple as that just because when people hear a therapist it has that negative connotation yeah. to it and it's so unfortunate i think we're getting there now i see in the internet like see on internet and the memes that people are talking more about therapists and be, being okay because you need it it should be it should be like a doctor mm. right and i don't understand why it has this negative connotation that something's wrong with you something's wrong with all of us Yes, I, something's wrong with like you know something's wrong with me. Of course, I'm weird. Everybody's weird. Everybody's something's. Everyone's going through some shit, right? And I think the fact that we have to try to hide it, it makes it worse, right? Because once you talk about it, or even and you talk about your shit, and then someone else talks about theirs, you're like, oh fuck, that's 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 bad. Like you know, like no, no matter how bad your stuff is, like you don't want anybody else's problems. As yeah. much as you don't want your own problems, you don't want anybody else's problems. Yeah, right? no, that's so, true. I remember so the the first time somebody switched the way I thought about therapy was um, they were talking about how, well, when you have a broken bone in your body, you go to a doctor. When you have something broken in your mind, some traumatic event, something that's happened, you've lost a job, your financial insecurity, something that's, you know, mentally straining, and your mind feels like it's breaking, well, you should see a doctor for that too, right? Like that's the invisible break just because when people walk around with a cast and you see that if, if I came to you and I said to you, you know, Matthew, my elbow is, you know, it's bothering me and you look at it and you're like, well, it's swelling firstly. So it's probably fractured, broken something. The first thing you tell me is go see a doctor. Yeah. Um, I think we need to do better to start telling people to go see a therapist. Absolutely. And I've actually started encouraging more of my friends anytime they've talked to me about things where you know, I'm always willing to listen. I'm always willing to share insight if I have insight to share. But I always end it with saying, talking to me because you know me is a good first step. Yeah. Talking to a therapist is a great second step because they're professionals. They know what to look for. They know how to how to share information to, to change your perspective on things. Um I remember I saw a therapist for about three weeks uh, at the beginning of COVID, right? After I had that split because I, I had lost my identity, right? I had, I couldn't, rem- I couldn't figure out who I was anymore. I didn't understand my relation to people, to things, to life. My mind was effectively broken and I had to piece it back together and there was something about talking to a complete stranger that created a safe space, never gave you the impression that they were judging you or going to criticize you, and that there was nothing you could say that would make them look down on you. They're not going to pity you. So, you know, if you have an ego, don't worry about it. And it just it facilitated sort of like a a breath of fresh air. I can finally say the things that I've been holding on to for so long. And then funny enough, 
our conversations weren't even just about my split. The conversations were about life in general, things that were bothering me, things that have been I've been holding on to for so long. And I almost feel like there are people out there who, even if there isn't a single traumatic event happening to them that they can pinpoint to and say, this is a problem, I need to go speak to someone. Sometimes it's just good to go and speak to someone anyway. Yeah. Yeah, the main thing, absolutely. Like, what really what you said was, the main thing is that they're not judging. Like, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. uh, it's, um, so such what I need is like a, a neutral voice, like somebody that like no matter what you tell someone, even I tell you, when you getting closer as we get, but like I don't want you to judge me. Like I want to tell you something, be like oh well, like even if you don't act on it, it'll be in your mind, and it could be I'd be thinking okay, well, like you know. And so when I think about a therapist, it's like man, whatever I told them, I know they heard worse shit, <laughs> like you know. So it's like and they're getting paid, <laughs> like they're just so it's like the main thing is that they're not judging. It's a yeah. neutral force. They're not judging. In theory, they don't. Like, it's not for me. Like how things like they don't care. Not that they don't care, but they don't care like outside of work they're not gonna sit they're not gonna remember they're not gonna sit there in the middle of the night and and message you be like oh yeah about that like you know and so you yeah. have to think about that it's, it's out of sight out of mind i think the main thing too is you got to realize what you want like do you want to like for me i just wanted to talk to somebody right some people want advice some people want some people want the back and forth mm-hmm. i just needed to just talk i remember the first time i went and she's like i think just asked me one question i was just talking like for like probably four or five minutes an hour and she's like, okay, and then we left. And I was like, this is stupid. And I'm like, what is this? Like, and I, I didn't come here to fucking talk. Like, I was, I was wanting the, uh, expecting the, and why does that hurt? Like, you know, and it's, <laughs> but then, but then I remember like three, four weeks later, I was like, oh, I need to talk to her again. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah. I need to talk again. It's one of those that you really understand the benefits of it afterwards. Yes, absolutely. Like, and that's where you start to go back. Mm. And then uh, I, I find a really good therapist because I've had conversations with people who've seen therapists and they've talked to me about their experiences, not necessarily what they've talked about, but just their overall experiences. And they've either said that they felt too dependent on the therapist afterwards or the therapist didn't give them enough of a, a, a safe space for them to really share, mm-hmm. right? So I think obviously just like any other field, any other thing, having the right therapist is there. And I also encourage people to to shop around yes the only thing is that it's you do have to pay yes it's yeah. not it's, it's not a it's, it's which is insane to me that yeah. stuff like that is not part of your regular and coverage that's a, that's a hard one because chances are the first therapist probably won't work for you and you have to have yeah. one like remember the one i had she was good but now looking back okay well if i had somebody i know my mind what would make that person better so now when i go when i go back i'm gonna look look for certain things at first i just i didn't care i just want to talk to see how let me try this out now yeah. that i've tried it's like okay like now i got a feel for it now i know what i want what i need or at least what at least more of what i want and what i need and so i can look back and like i want somebody i want a person of color right i had i had, a, I had an asian lady but i wanted i wanted a, a black person mm-hmm. right um because i feel they relate better okay right and it's certain things and whoever like i said whoever wants whatever they want whatever yeah. you need that's why there's so many people shop around. But like I said, that's the hardest part about shopping around is that it's 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 expensive. It is expensive, and it's it's ridiculously expensive, and it shouldn't be. It should be like going to the regular doctor. It should be like going to walk in, like, you know. Like, but it's and that's and that's I think that's part of the problem too. Is like you're paying all this money, yeah, right. And you're paying all this money, and then once you once you pay start paying money, you start to see is there value in it, right? I guess obviously there is value in it, but. Yeah, but now, now there's a monetary yes. attachment to that. And like then on the top dentist, of that, there's like people the who can't afford. Yeah, Exactly. It's like actually, thank you. That's a great example. It's like a dentist. You can, Sometimes you can't afford to go see the best version that's out yeah. there and available to you. 
And there will be people who will say, well, you, you know, this is your mental health. Just like this is your teeth in that example, you should mm-hmm. suck it up and pay the amount and go get it done. But some people just don't have that choice. It's just, yeah, it's just and it's like, interesting yeah. you said, you know, you wanted a, a black therapist. I wanted a female therapist. I don't know why, but at the time I needed, I didn't feel comfortable talking to another man mm-hmm. about what I was feeling and going through because I didn't feel like they would resonate. But I also felt as though perhaps a female therapist can give me a female's perspective on where I went wrong, mm-hmm. right? What I could have done better, especially because at the time, like the the reason for even being there was the split. So I was searching for answers and I went there thinking this therapist, this female therapist would be able to tell me everything I needed to know to better understand the situation and for me to better understand my blind spots. Where she did even better was she wouldn't give me any of that. Mm. What she gave me was, or what she forced me to do rather, was just figure out my own blind spots because she didn't want me to use the quote-unquote female perspective as my crutch, right? To either excuse things or to make things make more sense so that I could live with it better. None of that. It was this is the situation from my perspective because really and truly at the end of the day, it's really just from your own perspective that matters. And this is how I need to to come to terms with things from my perspective and better understand them. And with time, naturally, you'll start to grow and see the other perspective. Um, but I want to know, is there anything in, in from your perspective, from your opinion, that people could do outside of speaking to a therapist? Because there's going to be men out there that just, you can say it all you want, they won't do it. Any other techniques? I mean, we talked briefly on another episode about journaling and how how therapeutic that is in and of itself. Is there anything that comes to mind that you've done that that you found worked for you? I love journaling. I also love to write. So maybe that's why I love journaling so much. But I think anything that can get you into, uh, like you got to get the thoughts out somehow. Um, I guess talking to, obviously talking to somebody is, I feel the best bet but like i think a journaling might be the next best thing because at least you're getting it out put on a piece of paper um pen to paper always not not computer like it's, it's just pen to paper always but something that, about the manual labor yeah, as like it. it's 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 different it comes out like it's just something different especially yeah. especially with journaling um and then get yeah get a journal put it out there and like we don't want to get a journal like you know why not why not? Like, you know, I think it's also cool to have like a journal that you can write thoughts that you know no one else is going to see. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, and if you're worried about somebody seeing it, then if they see it cool, you just never trust that person again. That person's dead to you. So now, not that person. So it's not, so it's not, <laughs> I, I know, I, I believe that if I have okay. a journal and like, I, I don't, if, if would you if ever I'm share married, your journal with your partner? No. Okay. It's my journal. Right. Like, that's off limits. Yeah. I, I know there like, are some couples that, that sh- openly share their journal. But then, but then you're writing in the journal different. No other person's going to read it. Mm-hmm. Right, if you write it like a journal is my journal. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care who you are. Like, cool, if you read it, you're not, you can't question me anything. What's it's in the journal because you're not supposed to read it anyway, and you no longer exist because now, because now no one has read my journal. You might have read it, but you don't exist anymore because now it's still because 
that is such a level of trust that we, I, we would go into it. You know, you would know that my journal is my journal. I don't leave it out. Not, not. I'll leave it out. I you're don't also care. not. Yeah, you're not just leaving it out. Flip to the page. Yeah, no, it's it's, all, it's always closed. It's usually like away, <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's. But you don't have a problem telling your partner that you have a journal. Oh, no, absolutely. No, yeah, like, okay. yeah, I have a journal. Doing a journal entry this morning, like I always because I like I like to journal. Okay. And I and I encourage people to journal. I want like you know want to journal. Like I, like a great date for me would be let's go out and let's both just journal. Really, can, I, could, I could journal here. That's like, interesting. Just I've chill, never heard that one before. And you can journal there. Like I I I, I like to do separate things together, right? Like if you're a big TV watcher, I can you know I could journal. I can I like to color. Like the adult, adult coloring books really calms me down. Like I really like I really like something. I don't know. Like I found it a couple of years ago. I I went to the library to you know do something. And like there was just like some adult coloring books. I was like, let me try this. I was just there. Next thing I was up like half an hour just coloring. It just frees because it's so mindless. Anything that's mindless just helps you just get into like a meditative state, right? You really want to just, as long as you can get into a meditative state, I find just calms you down. That's interesting. I know that there are some companies now that do that where every time there's a meeting, they basically leave piles of paper and sort of drawings that, that are sketched out and then crayons. And in this meeting, people in suits and, 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 and office clothing basically just sitting there coloring as they're talking through things. And I've seen that happen with my own eyes. And I always thought that that was interesting. But to hear someone actually talk about why mm-hmm. it works for them, that's I, I, I'm going to try that. Yeah. Remember the, I had a nonprofit that was, uh, was with a buddy of mine who were starting up. It's on hold for now. <laughs> but um, even we had like certain things we wanted to get out to businesses, and it was like daily self care stuff that you have to do. Like, like what? Know, like give me an example. Like a journal, like okay. you know, like five minute journal. Instead of like a five minute smoke break, you get a five minute journal break or a five minute. Um, you know, we had like coloring books there and stuff too, like reading, just something that is just gets you. You know, you could do yoga, and we want to implement that as part of your day. Like you know, you have your check in, you have your. You, like we do that and then you it's like you sign in you do that then your shift starts mm. right so before you actually start work yeah or like yeah like that's how it was like or if you want to go midday it's like you need, just need some time it's not a smoke break just go go in that room that's just a bunch of stuff you can go to that room you know you can do those yoga mats you can do yoga you can you know we had a pull-up bar you do some pull-ups do exercise one go for a quick walk journal read just anything that's just not work not phone just in your own zone and i feel like that is needed especially in the workplace because workplace is so stressful so you get maybe five ten minutes to just breathe that's what you know that's why like restaurants it's like if you don't smoke you don't get a break yeah right which is always such a weird yeah. concept to me yeah because i've like, never really been a smoker yeah, smokers 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 you get your sm- you get smoke breaks no matter what no matter like what industry, so many yes but if you don't smoke you don't get a break and it's like so that's why I, I know a lot of people that's like started smoking because like well at least they get a break now like you know it's like because you take that as your break so it's something else like you could do as a break instead. That's interesting. Do, is there anything else that you do? I like for me working out is one of them. Yeah, working out. I, I I'm not a fan. I don't enjoy running, but I find that running followed by an intense workout mm-hmm. where you like really pushed yourself. You're sweating, you're tired, you're breathing heavy by the end of it. That just clears your brain. Just completely empties out the tank. All you can focus on is the next breath. Because I know that breathing is plays a really big role in dealing with anxiety and calming down and things of that nature. 
So when you have these intense workouts and you're focusing on your breathing, it almost forces you to do that. Yeah. And then I, I find myself personally calm down, shoulders relax. I'm a little more alert. I'm a little more awake. I'm not as stressed out about what's happening. I'm not as anxious about what's happening. And um, that followed by sleep, yeah, a good night's rest. So I was reading, not reading, sorry. I was listening to, there was a podcast with Joe Rogan and an individual like a sleep neuroscientist, I think his official title is, his name is Matthew Walker. Um, and he was talking about how if you don't get enough sleep, your brain starts to mess with you at some point. And whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're you're going through, just gets compounded, right? Because sleep is like a natural steroid. And I went down this rabbit hole for about a year of just trying to figure out how to sleep better, the right conditions to sleep, how to regulate your sleep, all these things. And one of the most interesting facts I learned from it, specifically to men, if you're the if if you get on average less than six hours of sleep a night your testosterone levels are that of someone 10 years your senior. Mm. So you lose virility, you lose strength, you lose energy, you lose mental capacity, all of these things if you don't get enough sleep. Now imagine, because we live in a society where it's always go, 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 hustle, yeah, hustle, I'll hustle. Sleep when I die. I'll sleep when I die. I used and to always are, say that, and I was like, I'm sleeping. Right. <laughs> like I like you I hear people say that. I remember I'd hear people say, yeah, "Now I'll just sleep when I die. Mm. And you're like, wow, that, that that's one tough son yeah, of a yeah, bitch. That, right? Like, that, that, that's that's an idiot. Yeah. Now you look at them like, bro, you, you need to sleep. Yeah, man. Like, there's was, nothing wrong I'm with like, that. Don't sleep on sleep. Don't, don't sleep, sleep on sleep, man, because it's so vital. Like, it's like a battery. Recharge yourself. And yeah, I used to go from averaging probably four or five hours of sleep to... How shitty did you feel? Other, no, I didn't feel bad at all. Okay, so you're an anomaly. You get, you get, no, no, no. <laughs> but like, there's, there's the thing. You, you get used to it, and you, th- and you think you're functioning. Right, focal, okay. But then when I shifted for that four, about three, four hours to about six, seven, seven and a half hours of sleep, I'm like, I was functioning. That, that was, that was How not, was I functioning? That was not... And you realize, like, you just your brain capacity is just... It's because it just got, like, it just inflates and just have so much more energy and just time awareness and awareness, and everything. everything. Yeah. So it's it's so, I always tell people when I'm talking to them, it's like, oh, somebody got to sleep, got to sleep, get, get that sleep. And like, that's, it's, it's the most important thing. Like, and it's just, and you can't catch up on sleep. It's not like you can, you know, three three hours, three hours, then get eight hours. It doesn't work. And it make does, it up, yeah. It doesn't work or, or get like a 12-hour, like it doesn't work, yeah. you know? And it's, Said so I've done a lot of reading on a lot of reading on sleep as well because like that's another thing that was really struggling with me. I could I could wouldn't be up to a time I was sleeping like three, four hours. No matter what time. I'll go to bed at ten o'clock, I'll be up at two. Go to bed at two o'clock, I'm up at six. Right? Doesn't like doesn't matter how tired I was, doesn't matter what I was doing before, doesn't matter. I just would couldn't sleep and now it's great. Like I'll take a fifteen minute nap. Like I like I'm, I'm I struggle a, with naps. Oh, I am a nap. I've only been able to nap maybe like I can count it on my fingers how many times I've napped in my life. It's just it's my brain's always wired and that's my struggle. But the times I have napped and it's been like the times I've napped, I've napped maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I wake up and I'm thinking to myself, wow, that's what those power naps. It is like naps naps are supposed to be about 30 minutes, like like tops, 30, 45 yeah. around there. Um, I can get. Yeah, I can get a night. I, I, like, I can you my, sleep on demand? Yeah, if I go like I lay down and out, I can get a nice twenty minute nap in. 
I can get a 20 minute nap in 30 minutes. Yeah, for sure. Easy right now. Jeez. Almost at any time. Like I, I can fall asleep very quickly. But I, but it's not but it's not a sleep because I'm so exhausted sleep. It's just I can get like nice and relaxed. Okay, I'll sleep for it because I know in my head. I also know like cause I was reading around three o'clock is the best time to take a nap. Really? I read it once okay. in one book. I'm not gonna sit there and make, I'm not gonna <laughs> act like it's a fact. I know. Like I read it. I read it in a book. It was it was uh, I can't remember the name of the book, but I read it. Um, and so like I always try to take a nap around there. Okay. If, if I can. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like about half an hour. Like I'll be like, okay, okay, Google, time up for 25 minutes. Mm. You know, and I'll sleep and get up. I was like, oh, good. Like you know, and I f- and I feel like energized. Yeah. So, love, love, love the sleep. Like, I remember. So when I was in university, I. <laughs> my sleep schedule was terrible yeah. as most are at that point which is why it makes no sense to me that they have classes so early in the morning you know like at 8 a.m you need the brain to be as alert as possible right mm-hmm. and then you've got these students who are spending hours and hours studying after classes getting ready to write their exams, writing their essays and their papers, and also trying to nowadays do all these extracurricular activities just to put themselves ahead of the next person yep. so they can get that job or that internship. And then they got to be ready and alert for an 8 a.m. class. And they're partying. You gotta, like, just because you don't want them, just, you got to... It's going to happen. You have to factor that in, too. Yeah. Like, they're partying. Yeah. And as they should. As they sh- Well, it's part of... like yeah, That's how you make part some of the, of the biggest connections yes. in your life. Yeah. Yes. So my schedule was horrendous. I would be... At university at York for 7.45, right? Because between the time when the bus stops and then you got to walk to the classroom. So class starts at 8. My last class started at 7. And I wouldn't be done till 9. And then you get home, you take the bus, you get home, you do whatever, you unwind. You're also eating like shit, which is another thing that we're going to talk about because... You talked about dieting and everything, and that plays such a huge role in in how you feel mentally. But I remember there was one day I was exhausted, and this was like a Wednesday. I get on the subway, and I fall asleep unintentionally, fall asleep. And I literally did the whole entire loop in Toronto on the subway line before waking up and realizing that I, I missed my stop. And that's when I knew that I needed to do something about my sleep because I was not, when I was now no longer able to control where and how and when I fell asleep. And if I was able to knock out on a subway and there's, it's not quiet, right? Like the subway's moving, there's people walking and talking, there's the intercom going off. So that's when I clued in and I'm like, I need to, I need to, to, to fix that. But the other point was my diet was just absolute garbage. I was eating junk food. I was eating processed shit all the time. Um, no considerations for how much water I drank. It was just about how much time do I have to eat? What's the cheapest option? What's the quickest option? And it's always the cheapest and quickest option is always the shitty stuff. Oh yeah. And then I go, I have that. I'm doing that five, six times a week. I started gaining a whole bunch of weight. I wasn't sleeping properly already. My brain capacity was shrinking at that point. And it just became a a downward spiral. And over the last few years, I've been making it more of a priority to watch what I eat. I still indulge every so often because it's just, I I love food. Sorry? Because you're a human being. I'm a human being. (laughs) And I just love food. Like food for me, I eat because I enjoy eating, Mm. not because I have to, right? I could 
eat and then see something else and be like, wow, I want that. Right. That's a, a, <laughs> a little bit of that is just like my eyes are hungry more yeah. than I'm actually hungry. Um, but there was a point in time where I think I was at my, you know, like when I completely wasn't paying attention to my diet, my health, anything like that. I think I hit at one point like 205, 206 pounds. And then I started doing research into, okay, clearly I'm not sleeping well. I'm stressed out all the time. Uh, I'm not eating well. And I'm just, I went down this rabbit hole of trying to figure out how can I mentally get to a place where I'm calmer, I'm less anxious, uh, I sleep better, my brain is not going 100 miles a minute. Um, and then I started, I, first thing I started with was my diet. So I cut out all the carbs. I went on the keto diet to start. And within about four months, I went from 205 pounds to 160, which was another extreme in, in and of itself because I, I went too hardcore. And then I realized that that wasn't sustainable either because as good as it felt and as mentally stimulating as it was to all of a sudden, you know, be super thin and, you know, a lot more lean and, you know, can see my abs and, you know, I'm definition and veins and all the stuff that we think as guys is, you know, exactly what everybody wants, right? I realized that that was also my hardcore focus on that was in and of itself mentally draining, yeah. right? Like I went from one extreme to the other. And so the happy medium now is still watching what I eat. I try to avoid the processed foods as much as possible. I still try to eat healthy every day that I can. Drink lots of water. Um, I do drink, but not as much as I used to. It's more social than anything else. And my emphasis now is just on breathing, being present, lots of water, healthy eating, and doing my absolute best to try and get some proper rest, yeah. like consistent amount of rest. The, the food component for me, I think, was the biggest catalyst to changing all of that because i realized after so long that changing how you eat will change how you feel because when you eat like shit you feel like shit and there's a lot of people that always feel like shit and then you look at what they're eating they're eating freaking mcdonald's and like all this garbage out there and it's so cliche but it's you are what you eat really like it really yeah. is like if you start putting shit into your body you're gonna obviously start feeling more like shit i think the main thing too is like when you don't sleep enough you're tired when you're tired especially when you're constantly tired you're irritated a lot easier just because you don't mm -hmm. have the patience because you don't have the energy so like something that if you have full energy and someone might say something you might be, you could you might easily be able to brush up or whatever but if you're like depleted of energy someone's it's going to get to you now because yeah. like you don't have the the blockers to to block away right that's why that's why you're when you're when you start dieting it's easy to diet in the morning right because you have all the energy but like by 12 o'clock midnight Okay, that's now you see the chips and, and the ice cream. The snacking, because man. because the snacking you've been, is the worst. You've said no so many <laughs> times throughout the day. Yeah. Right. So now and that's the same. So but you can't say as many no's to these things when you don't have the energy because just you can't fight. It's like okay, fuck. It's lunchtime out, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Like, you know, and then someone says something, now you just like you're pissed off because you don't have the energy. And that's the thing. And when you it's a place like, I don't have the energy for this, you literally actually don't have the energy for it. Yeah. Because you haven't slept. Oh, and there's also the component of like the people around you, right? Like if you're around people who are always eating that kind of stuff at the mm -hmm. same time 
it's hard to be the guy and it's similar to your point of yeah. you know y- you being the guy that doesn't drink be sitting around with your boys who are all drinking there's a level of discipline that's involved in that yeah, where you know it hard. takes yeah it takes some it takes mental strength to say no i'm not going to order the cheap big mac combo yeah. like we're hating on mcdonald's here a little bit but <laughs> y- you're not going to have the cheap big mac combo because the health shop right next to it well actually they wouldn't even be next to each other mm-hmm. but down the, the the side there is charging you 15 dollars for a freaking salad with some you know chickpeas inside of it and you look at that and you go okay well if i have to spend some money everything else around me costs money at this point is costing me more and more and like the the, the mental strain that people are probably feeling these days because of inflation and all those things you're going to go for the cheaper option. It's easy, right? And you almost can't blame people sometimes because I've been there, you've been there. Always. We've all, everyone's been there. Everyone's done it. You understand why they're doing it. And it's like you go to a restaurant, you see order a burger and it comes out in like 3 minutes. You're going to be like what what is this? Like like what is this burger can't possibly be right. Like, what is going on? But then you go to the drive-thru and your McDonald's burger takes four minutes and you're losing your mind. Why is it taking so long? Right? And it's just, it's, to me, I look at it, it's the same. It's, if, if, if one meat, it's the same meat. It's the same, allegedly at least, wow. right? It's, a, it's the same beef. <laughs> the same beef you're eating. So why is one okay to be so quick and the other one, you'd, you'd be so like, you'd assume that it's not ready. Like, go to a restaurant and, and you order your burger, like, in two minutes, your, your full burger comes out, you'd be like, no, no, so you're going to think something's wrong. Yeah. And it, it's weird how... How the brain works. Yeah, and how that happens. And I just... I don't know, man. It's it's it's, it's weird. Like, it's, it's weird. <laughs> so would you... Is there anything that you would share with younger men in particular? Because as you get, as men get older, I find, just from talking to, to the group around me, the conversations you and I have, and just from my own personal experiences, I'm more susceptible, susceptible might not be the right word. I'm more open to either speaking to a therapist if I ever feel the need to, or even just communicating how I'm feeling, journaling, all the techniques, the focusing on sleep, your health, what you're eating, exercise, all these things. Is there anything that, you know, if you can talk to younger Matthew when younger Matthew didn't want to pursue, you know, reaching out to someone and all these things, like how would you get through to him? Because there are guys out there who, even as they grow older, still refuse to do that. It's hard because I know young Matthew wouldn't listen to anything anybody else has to say. So how do you get through to him though? There has to be a way. It's, for me, I right? think it's, 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 it's gotta be the social circle because like same thing, like when you stop drinking, the hardest part about not drinking is the social aspect. The hardest part of eating healthy, too, a lot of times is the social aspect. If you go out, like especially with me, because I go and a lot of friends go to the bars, like at first, like it's, it's hard to go out to a bar and not drink. Right. Especially if you're going and everyone's doing shots. It's, and like Especially when you just stop drinking, too. Like now it's easy for me. I've, I haven't drank for years. But like when I first started drinking, it's like sometimes I'm not going out because you don't, like you, you don't want to be around just because it's, it's the temptation. It's just, and you just feel like, oh, like, you know, you feel left out. It's the FOMO. It's the FOMO, right? And then yeah. you realize that you're, you get over that, but it's to get your social circle. And if the people around you aren't there yet, find a new circle. Like, like it's one of those things that you gotta, sometimes you gotta, it's cause the people around you motivate you. Right. You said, you know, you know, you're known by the people who keep closest to you. So if everybody around you is going to be eating like shit, you're probably gonna be eating like shit. If everyone around you is going to be drinking all day, drinking all night, you're going to probably be drinking all day, all night. Right? That's funny. They say that about 
you know, just general motivation for life, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like if you, if you want to be successful, surround yourself by successful people, learn from them. What you, at least what you deem as success, mm-hmm. right? Because success is determined whatever. Like I, I, I like to determine the success by happiness. Okay. Right. And I like to, I like to surround with people that are genuine, authentic people that I feel are general and happy, or at least trying to be better people on the inside and trying to be better, trying to be happier for themselves, not for anybody else. And I always try to surround myself with those kind of people. And, and when you, into that world or that realm, it like it's the energy you just naturally attract to those people, and you won't you won't have that connection with people that aren't on that same like once you once you start to realize what you really want to get out of out of out of yourself, right? And you, and you start to even all this coming about, I, like you know I didn't like seek out and like all oh, this I want like obviously like I want to do a podcast, but like certain things just go together sometimes when you're really focused on what you want to do. And having a good circle helps that. Do you find that you have a good circle? Yeah, yeah, I have a good, I have a good circle. I know, I know a lot of people, um, which is sometimes difficult because then it's because you can't you can't have really really close relationships with a lot of people. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Right. Um. So then it's like when you get but like people that have really close relationships like my boys and I have some friends of my friends like it's they're good and they they know they I'm there for them they're there for me and you need to like you just said you need to have the people that can be like I'm there for you or you're there for them. Did it take you a while to cultivate that circle? Yes, but I also didn't Did you have to remove people from that circle? I mean, by remove I just mean Yeah, well, I wouldn't like remove them but I Removed yourself. Yes. Okay. Yes. Hun- like, oh, yeah. hundred. There's some people I removed, like, completely. Mm. But other people, it's like, okay, like, I'm going to just, we're just, we're just not on the same path. We're going to just distance a bit like that, you know? Not and a bad person, just not on the same path. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, we're just, we're, we're going, we're both going up, but, like, both going this way kind of right. thing, right? So, you know, maybe, maybe we'll meet back up here or something, but it's, like, it's, you have to, because you have to focus on who's going to help you get to where you feel like you need to be. The people that you had to cut out, you know, without naming names or anything like that, but just general personalities. Mm-hmm. Are there types of personalities that you find negatively impact you? But also now as you are as you get older and you look back, you go, this is just a, a personality that would negatively impact people in general. Yeah. Like certain types of personalities that, you know, to look out for, if you will. Yeah. There's a lot of people like, like you can... At least I, at least I feel, at least I feel like, and I could sense energies and people like this person's just I'm not gonna say they're a bad person, but like this person's not a good person, mm. right? And and I and I get bad energy, bad vibes from them. It's like I'm gonna do my best to distance myself from you. And I feel like outside of work, it's easy. It's just it's just if how badly you really want it, like you right. know, with work, it's like if you have you have to see that person. But yeah. like with some friends, it's like okay, well, if that person's gonna be there, I'm not going. And it's and it's not pick me or that pick me or that pick that person. That person can hang with you guys. You want to hang with cool. I'm just not going to be there. Or I might be there for a bit and then leave. But like I don't, I don't expect anybody else to react to somebody because I react to that person that way. Like if you like that person, cool, good for you, right? But I don't, I don't vibe with that person. I, and I don't feel like if I don't like somebody, my friends have to not like that person. I don't think that's fair because people act differently towards different people. Like I know people that are very good to me that aren't necessarily good to other people and obviously that obviously I know these things but like so I keep on this but if you haven't really done anything to me at all like how how could I sit there and be like I can't talk to you 
and I and I don't feel that's fair because, like I said, maybe you don't know their relationship with that person. Maybe you and that person, maybe the reason they're acting that way, and you don't realize that they're acting that because of this. And that now I hear that, oh yeah, well this person does this. It's like okay, I can understand. I can understand why you don't really like that person. That's why you act that way to that person. It makes sense to me, right? So I think it's really just doing that. What about the role your partner plays, like when you're in a relationship mm-hmm. with someone, when it comes to mental health of like. We've all been in really shitty, toxic relationships, yes. right? especially when you're younger. They're all that way, it seems. Yeah. And that really messes you up. From a guy's perspective, you can get jaded very quickly, very easily. How important is it, from your perspective, for your partner, at least to have a very clear understanding of where your mental health comes in, to the relationship, how important is it to, to sort of flush those out right at the beginning? And how do you even do that? For me now, it's super important. Like, I'm always talking, like, if I'm not feeling well, I'll take it. And, like, um, if if I'm bothered by a situation, I'm like, yeah, this is bothering me. And I don't I don't necessarily, like, care if you, if you think that I'm overreacting or, or I shouldn't be bothered or if you think I'm being sensitive or you think of something that. It's just like, this is... This is how I'm feeling with my feelings. Like at least, at least you know, you take it with what you want. You don't, you don't have to agree with me, but that's not going to change my opinion on the situation. I know that uh, having those conversations, it takes courage initially, but it gets easier over time. Especially if you have a, a good partner who understands you, yeah. who understands the importance of that. Like you want a partner that's also focusing on their own mental health. Right, because you don't want to, and we talked about this before. You don't want a partner that's bringing their baggage into the relationship because that's a mental strain, mm-hmm. right? And then you have the component of work. So, how do you deal with the strain, the mental strain that comes with work, the stress of work, the constant need to perform and produce, and you know the rat race of trying to get ahead, and you know the economy might be tanking, and now your job is not as secure from your experience are the things that you've done that have helped alleviate some of those mental strains i think me now i've I've had a lot of jobs and i've done a lot of different fields so my mind it goes like i can do anything okay so yes as much as i want this to work if this doesn't work i will find something else and so at no point like i'm not like it's okay i can do something else or i will fig- like i'll figure it out and so I try, I try not with anything with everything in life man i'm just like i'm gonna figure it out because yeah. I have to, like, like with anybody, like, there's no, there's really no other option. Like, as long as you believe you're gonna, like, you're gonna eventually get there. At least, you know, try. Like, if once you give up, you give up, right? So as long as mine is like, I'm, all right, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. This is gonna work out. I'll figure it out. It has to. There's no, there's no other option. Why, why not? Why wouldn't it work out? And like, it not working out isn't, isn't an option. So it's not a, it's not a, it's not a possibility. Like, it's just obviously might not work out the way I think it's gonna work out, which never does. But I assume it's gonna work out better. You can just write it out. So, yeah. So, journaling, journaling, working out, working out. Not even just not necessarily working out. Just being active, active. Just active. some level of active. active. Like for me, like I like, I like to park far away from places, and then walk. I've I've heard that yeah, it it's like forces you to to just get moving. One one of first get moving, but it also like helps calms me down to like get to like even like here like i could park right outside but I parked a bit so now i walk and i'm just like ah, i can't even, i also mm. love walking maybe that's another thing too i love walking but 
that walk here of like even like going to a party, just walking, it just kind of just calms like just you know, and it's like I guess before it was like you park there, jump in straight party time, right. right? But now it's just like I come in like with anything, like you know, work, boom. Let's go. But now it's like come in, it's always calm because I thought that walk in, so I just get to like process what's going on. And yeah, for an exit, it's just like, okay, well, you know, if someone's like, I just like to, that, that little bit of walk is just calms me down on the way there, way back. And it also, yeah, it helps you get active. Like, you know, if you can do stairs, if you live in a building, you know, do stairs if you can, at least half the way. Little, little things that just extra little activities instead of, yeah, because work, working out can be daunting. Especially if you don't do it often. Especially don't know. Especially, but well, they should. The people should be doing that often. Yeah, at the, yeah, at the at the beginning, and it's hard. It's hard to get into working out, but it obviously, get to that point where then you start to love it. And when you don't work out, like I haven't worked out in a few weeks and well, a few months. It's a and, mental uh, hurdle. Yeah, but you get to the point where it's like fuck. Like you just want to, just for the sake of like that energy, because you, you like going going to the gym is hard. Being at the gym, I find, is very easy. I don't think okay. I, feel, I feel like I feel like it's that's the going most, part. Yes, I feel, and I feel like that's with most people. Because once you're in there, like you got you're like you know, okay, well I'm here. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this, and like now you start feeling good because your body's moving, you get the energy going, you know. But it's 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 getting there. Yeah. Right. It's getting there. It's like oh, I don't want to go. Well, there's this runner's trick that I've heard about where if you want to start running but you're not actively a runner and you can't get yourself to the point where you actually get up and go for the run, start with absolute incremental baby steps Mm. so the first step is taking your shoes out of the closet the next day you move those shoes to the front of the door the day after you put the shoes on you just maybe go for a walk and then the the, the day after that maybe you do a light jog and it just becomes repetition and it's you know baby steps to get over that hurdle and apparently it works yeah it's like it's it's like for me i'd use that with the grocery, the grocery bag. You know when you get that the the to take out grocery bag, the the not not the plastic bag, the one they give you. Oh yeah, yeah okay. So like I bring that in. The, it's always in my car. So I bring it, bring it inside the house, and I put it right by the door. Because mm-hmm. if I don't, I'm gonna forget it. Yeah. Right, so I put it right by the door. So when I leave the house next, I put it back in my car. Then it's in my car. Because if I every, and every time I don't do that, I forget it. Right? right. Same thing with the gym. It's like you get ready. It's, it's right there, so you can see it, and it's. It's like how many times you're gonna constantly same thing. How many times you're gonna constantly walk by those shoes? Right? It's it's easy to not go to the gym. You don't your gym bag's not there. You don't like me and my gym bags. We're past the doors every time. I'm like fuck, I gotta go to the gym. <laughs> I didn't go to the, oh, I gotta go to the gym. Then it's yeah. like okay, and I start loading my bags. I gotta go to the gym. My gym's and same thing. I start moving my my bag closer to the door, and it's like I can't keep moving over it. Right? And it's you have to you have to play tricks on you. Have to play tricks on your mind. To, so you're gonna to go get to the there. gym? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask you about it next time. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And 100%. the answer is going to be yes. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm going to go to the gym for sure. There's 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 no excuse. No. no there isn't. Like like even even as I try to like No, there's no there's no excuse. There's no there's no excuse. Um I'm going to hold you to it. Oh yeah. Good. Make you do some push-ups right here before we start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we said um journaling, being active, uh what you eat and more importantly what you don't eat. Mm. Um Alcohol, I mean, to each his own. We know the effects. Like everything, Everyone knows everything in moderation. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't preach to anybody not to drink. Yeah, I like just, it's just yeah. know your drink, limits. Drink no. a little bit less, but like I don't, I don't. Oh, you shouldn't drink. I don't tell anybody you shouldn't drink. Like, yeah. So and then we have sleep, yeah. which is I think wraps that all very nicely. Which, by the way, I heard. So there was a, a podcast I listened to recently. Um, it's called the Huberman lab, Andrew Huberman, um, a neuroscientist, 
as well, I believe. And he'd be an amazing person to talk to. If there was ever a way to get him on, I'd be thrilled. He's so smart. Um, and he was talking about how alcohol has this, uh, to your point about it being a depressant. So it stunts your ability to dream. And so if you, dr- if you drink a lot of alcohol before bed, um, People sometimes think, oh, if I have a nightcap, if I have a glass of wine, I'll get sleepy, I'll fall asleep. If you have enough of that and too much of that too consistently, it actually stunts your ability to dream. And then that forces your your quality of sleep to, to reduce. And so people who drink a lot and then all of a sudden stop drinking, and maybe you can speak to this, um, find that their sleep immediately improves after they stop drinking. Did that happen for you? Did you notice even, or like, were you paying attention to that? I don't know if it was that because I was also actively trying to get better sleep too. Okay, that was the same thing I was reading into, like, so I didn't know if it was me looking into other ways, like, you know, same thing, like, no, no, no blue light before before bed, yeah. and like, so it was a bunch of things. I was really like, my my Room number one focus at that time, cool. yeah, yeah. My, my number one focus at that time was how do I get better sleep? Yeah, and it, that was number one priority. And I think that's once you make that number one priority and you realize you can do it, then you could push it back down a bit to maybe three or four. Because, like, you know, obviously I get three hours sleep sometimes, but be, like, I went in a time where I think it was like six, seven months where I, I didn't get less than seven hours of sleep. Like, there was there was no excuse. Like, you know, I was going to Montreal with my boys one time. I'm like, I gotta go to, I gotta go home and sleep first. And he's like, he's like, oh, um, Oh, like you just sleep in the car. I'm like, no, no, I need like I need my a sleep. Proper sleep. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I will drive down the next day by myself if that if that make, like I like a num- my number one focus right now is sleep. I, like I don't I don't care if you I don't care if you don't I don't care if you're if you don't want to get your sleep, that's okay with me. You do whatever you want to do with your life. But right now, my number one focus is sleep and nothing else is gonna weigh that so I can execute sleep to the best of my ability so that I know how to do it. So when I when I can't do all the things, at least I know one of two things. It's like Eight, eight to ten, twelve things that you do to make sure you get a good sleep. Obviously, you can't do all those every night. Yeah. But if you know all of them and at least looked into them, you know which ones you can do to at least ensure some better sleep. And yeah, I pride myself in, in, my, in my sleep and my ability to sleep and how well I sleep and how well my like how good my sleeps are. Yeah, good for you, man. Sleep is super important. Um, and on that note, I think we're gonna put this episode to rest yeah. and uh, call it. But sleep. Food, exercise, and talk to someone. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. And which, like, yeah, what you consume, like, it's also we gotta don't have time, but like, you gotta ease up on the news. Like yeah, the, like the, the negative, the, the negative yeah. news, and like fear mongering and all that stuff. Like, and the negative, the negative part of social media too. Like, yeah. there's goods and bad with like you know, I I, I do have, I d- I'm on social media too much, and I, I know that. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I know that. Um, and it's hard when you're trying to like, you know, we're trying to do this through social media. It's like, cause if you have to be, if you have to be on it, it's hard not to, it's easy to avoid social media completely. Like, I don't, when I, have, I talk to somebody, I don't have Instagram, I'm just like, oh, awesome. Like, you know, like I, f- I feel so like, it's like, yeah, yeah I'm like, good for you, man. Oh, isn't it? Cause isn't it like, isn't all it is devil? is to show off. Yeah. It's all it is. Yeah. And there's it's, no and way it's, around it's, it. It's, Anyone it's, who tells you anything different is lying to yeah. you. It's just a, it's a measuring stick against everybody else that you know yeah that's all it is it's so it's so hard not to get looped into that but definitely definitely your what you take in that the information the media the media you take in is super important too you can't especially especially with the pandemic especially the beginning of the pandemic 
you know, people that like watching the news every single yeah. day, like CP24 is on nonstop. I'm like, no, like, no, like that, that, that gives me anxiety. When I, like, yeah. honestly, when I see somebody watching the news, it gives me a little bit of anxiety. Like, I'm just like, cause all you get is just shit. Like it's, it's all bad news. It's all, that's all it that's is. All it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like babies are born every single day. They don't ever talk about that, but like as soon as someone dies, like you know, it's just and I can't, I can't, I cannot. It's just too much negativity it's for too, one like mind it, it, to like handle. I can't, I can't yeah. watch news more than ten minutes. Like yeah. it's, it hurts, it hurts so my brain. Reduce how much news you watch. Just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> reduce the negative intakes, and even like or the negative people, even like negative people around you. One hundred percent. Reduce the negativity in general. In de- yeah, write it down. The out, the Figure out what negativities. the like. Yeah. If, yeah, if you have a certain friend that's always in negative mood, just you don't have to not be just push them to the side of it because yeah. that rubs off on you yeah just limit the interactions yeah. there I, that's something that i've actively been pursuing over the last several years is trying to to focus on who brings me negative energy yes. and how do i reduce the interactions with that individual yeah, absolutely. because there's enough reasons to find negative energy just in everyday life i don't want to bring in i don't want to consciously bring that in and if i could reduce that that's that's my thing there but on that note, thank you very much, sir. We appreciate it. Poncho, appreciate you, sir, for helping us out. That's and the magician booth. in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll be back next week. We, uh, well, I guess we can, we can say we're going to be having Danny Fernandez on. Danny Fernandez. Yeah. That's cool. I actually spoke to him last night yes. and uh, excited about that one. He, he seems like a very fascinating guy. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of cool stuff there, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do that and we'll go from there. Thank you very much, everybody. Appreciate your time and thank you for listening as always. Please don't forget to like, comment, like, comment subscribe, everything, that. share the I love. I so weird saying that. I know. I don't I, like I, saying I gotta it. I got to find a way to say it that I don't feel, feel so weird saying because then I'll say it more. I can't like, like yeah. comment, subscribe. Like I, but Show yeah, us some please, love. Please, please, please. It goes a long please. way. Please. Show <laughs> us some love. Share, share it. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't yes, like. Yes, absolutely. It, it goes a long let way. Us, let us, we're, we're, gr- we're just trying to grow here, you know. Exactly. Us. All right. Peace out, everybody. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, guys.